Now, don't forget to remember all my little buddies out there. Don't forget to listen in with your ears to the Saturday Morning Rewind Podcast. Otherwise, don't make me come over there. (laughs) This is Pete saying adios. You are listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim and Gary. Hey there, citizen. Darkwing Duck here, reminding you that you're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. But you knew that. Hello, Toonsters. Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. I'm your host, Tim Nidell. You can follow me on Twitter. It's, it's at Saturday Rewind. I cannot tell you how excited I am about this episode. I've been working on it for such a long time, and it's finally done. You guys can finally hear it. I'm so excited. This is the big Goof Troop slash A Goofy Movie episode that I've been working on so hard. It's going to feature interviews I did with Rob Paulson, Jim Cummings, Bill Farmer, Jason Marsden, Jim Magon, and of course the audio from the D23 2015 Expo panel of A Goofy Movie. Unfortunately, I didn't want this to last three, two or three hours, so uh, I had to split it in two separate episodes. So this episode you're listening to right now is going to feature my interview with Rob, Jim, Jason, and Bill. And on the second episode, they're both coming out the same day, so you're not going to miss out on anything, is going to feature my interview with Jay Magon, the writer of A Goofy Movie, and feature the audio, the full audio, from the D23 2015 Expo of a Goofy Movie. So make sure to tune into both of them to, to really get that full effect. You know, get that really, get the whole goof factor. So uh, without further ado, guys, here it is. Interview with Rob Paulson. Yeah. First, me to say that you voiced many of my all-time favorite cartoon characters. I mean, Raph, Pinky, Yakko, and then of course the character. We're, and of course, the character we're going to talk about today, PJ, one of my favorite uh-huh. kid neighbors, I guess, in cartoons. Um, tell me, tell me about voicing PJ. Could I hear a little bit of him? Oh yeah, you could totally hear PJ. He's driving my car. He looks a lot like me, only I'm not as fat. Yeah, PJ is a little huskier than me. Are you able to connect with PJ at all? Is there something about PJ that really connects you to him besides his voice? Um, well, I think he's a kind of a, I mean, I haven't done that show for 20 years, but uh, I think it was kind of a sweet character and, and a real loyal friend, and those are qualities that I would like to think I possess. <laughs> uh, I uh, certainly know that I have the ability to be a smart just like Raphael, and now I get to be a bit of a romantic nerd as Donatello. So I guess, like most actors, I believe that there are aspects of our respective personalities that show up in everything we do. And sometimes they're completely different than us, and that's our job. But uh, uh, I, I, I don't know that it's a big stretch for me to, you know, be PJ's kind of a goofball. I'm certainly that. Mm-hmm. Um PJ just seemed like a big, simple, happy-go-lucky, 
goof, and that's kind of me. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm a little more complicated than PJ intellectually, but uh, yeah, I'm a pretty big kid, and I just have a good time. And how in the world did he turn out so level-headed with a, with a dad like Pete? That's what I want to know. Oh, man. Well, I was written that way, thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I wasn't able, I didn't have to be a big bellicose, obnoxious like my dad. Yeah, no um, <laughs> Played brilliantly, I might add, by Jimmy Cummings, who is none of those things. That just shows you what a great actor Jimmy is. He's most down-to-earth, yep. kind, funny, uh, great sense of humor, but not at all a big blowhard like uh, Black Pete. He's not like that at all. <laughs> so, uh, But Jimmy nailed it, man. He's such an incredibly gifted actor. He can do anything. He yeah. can do, uh, like with, with Pete, with Winnie the Pooh, and with Tigger, uh, Taz, you know, he is a master at replicating incredibly popular characters uh, with all of the nuances that made them world famous to begin with. But then he can create his own stuff like Darkwing Duck and yep. um, other things that are just so incredibly wonderful and be known and loved for all of it. He is, he's a pretty pretty super gifted guy. Now, I, I wanted to know more about working along the side of the late, great Dana Hill for the Goof Troop series. What was Dana like? Oh, she was just delightful. Uh, she's a wonderful actress. Um, I first saw her in a great movie. She did a lot of stuff as a, as a child because she also... Uh, looked much younger than she really was age-wise. Um, she did a great movie with Albert Finney in the late 80s, I want to say, early 90s, called Shoot the Moon. Uh, and she was fantastic in it. And that's, I think, where I first saw her and became a fan. And then I worked with her for a couple of years on Goof Troop but before she unfortunately passed away due to her um, diabetes. Yeah, but, uh, oh, she was just delightful. Great sense of humor, Obviously gifted, loved doing the voice acting thing, blended right in with all of us, even though she was, uh, for all practical purposes, a budding movie star. She uh, had no pretense about her, and, and I, I miss her. She was a delightful lady and really sweet, mm. and uh, uh, certainly died much, much too soon, and, and uh, she was uh, had real serious issues, obviously, with her diabetes, and I believe it was uh, a diabetic coma that ultimately took her life. Oh, but wow. Well, she accomplished a lot of stuff in a relatively short time, and and um, the legacy of that show is uh, is a real feather in her cap. I, I, I have to tell you, Tim, I, uh, before um, the folks at Disney invited me to come and participate in this goofy movie uh, celebration, mm-hmm the 20th anniversary of the Goofy movie celebration at D23 in Anaheim this month. I had no idea that people revered this this show and this movie so much. Oh, I mean, wow. I, I had a blast doing it, and I know that I do a lot of, you know, uh, personal appearances when people find out I was PJ, they get a kick out of uh-huh. it. But I had no idea the level to which people still enjoyed Goof Troop and the Goofy movie. It's it was it's pretty cool. Wow, no, this is, this is one of my... All-time favorite Disney shows ever. ever. Yeah, it's oh, amazing. Great. I love I'm it. I'm so glad to hear that. I I had no idea that it was that popular. I mean, Turtles, I understand, and uh-huh. Animaniacs and Pinky the Brain, and and, uh, and and I knew people liked the Disney stuff I've done, but I just didn't know that it was it continues to be this popular. So that's great. And Jason Marsden, who yeah. took over and did the movies for Dana, is 
just wonderful. He's done a lot of work. Yeah, and I but, work with him on other Disney projects, and he's done a lot of on-camera stuff, too. He's a wonderful actor and, and another guy. Just great sense of humor, just a blast. Yeah, that was my next question. What was it like having somebody replace Dana? You know, was it kind of weird? Was, it, was that your first time working with Jason for the Goofy movie? Um, I think so. Okay. We worked on another show together called Jungle Cups, uh-huh. I remember, but... um. Uh, I think that was the first time I knew who Jason was. He auditioned a lot, and he'd been working since he was very young. Oh, yeah. So even though I'm considerably older than he, I I would see him at auditions a lot. And I think I worked with him on a couple of things. But, um, uh, well, as far as, repl- you know, it, 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 that happens often. You know, people get replaced on things. We're doing the new or the latest version of Ninja Turtles now, and, and Jason Biggs was Leonardo. Mm-hmm for the first season or two and uh and um first season and change or whatever and now Leonardo is uh Seth Green. So that that happens and um when obviously when somebody dies there's no choice. Sometimes it happens as a result of a contract dispute or somebody mm-hmm. getting a job that precludes them from being on that job again, you know. So it's not unusual. Um it's I think difficult for the person who has to take over, but Jason uh, I'm not Jason. Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, what are we talking about again? Uh, Dana being replaced by Jason. Jason. I'm sorry. I did say Jason. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was, I'm driving and I'm <laughs> paying attention to, to this cop car in front of me. Um, <laughs> but no, it, 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 I think the onus was on Jason to do, to do, you know, work that was, that the bar was pretty high because of yeah. what Dana did. And he clearly reached it and even surpassed it mm-hmm. because he is, people love him. And he is, I hadn't seen the Goofy movie, I'm, I'm going to be ashamed to say this, but I don't think I ever saw it. Wow. And um, that's that's not unusual. A lot of times you do work and it comes out a yeah. year later and, you, you know, goes to the movie theater or screening comes up and you're not available for the screening. And, and I don't, I probably, out of the work I've done for my career, I've maybe seen 15% of it. Because um, it just comes out a year or two later, uh, so people love him in the in uh, the Goofy movie, and so I'm I'm um, and he's just he's a good friend. I've known him for years, so he more than made up for having to take over for such a uh, uh, a talented person as Dana Hill. He really did. And again, the the issue with with him taking over had, had it was an unfortunate, sad state of affairs, but it had nothing to do with him replacing her yeah. for any other reason other than that she was not unavailable. No, he did an amazing job. I've, I was already a fan of his anyway. Sure did. From uh, Peter Pan and the Pirates, although he was amazing as Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's so talented, and yeah. he's down to earth, and again, just, a, I've had him on my podcast, and I've known him forever, and he's just a great guy. Yeah. Now, what were you guys' thoughts when they announced the Goofy movie was being made? Oh, well... My God, I was grateful. I, I, it's funny, people often say things like, you know, if Animaniacs came back, came back, would you do it? And I'm, yeah, in a heartbeat. <laughs> and, it, and so, it, 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 you know, it was not a big, it wasn't like I had to think about it. And my, when they said we're going to do a goofy movie and the, the, the series has generated a lot of interest, and, you know, what I think it was a theatrical, my God, there's no way, I don't know of any actor that would say, Nah, not interested. Yeah. Unless they had some other super gig that 
and even then, it was such a great experience. I mean, the cast was Dana Hill, Billy Farmer, Jim Cummings, April Winchell, Nancy Cartwright. God, <laughs> you know, what a great group of actors. So there's no reason that anybody would... And it was directed by Jeannie McSwain, whom I adore. And oh, yeah. It, it, there, there was no reason not to do the movie, apart from the obvious reasons to do it, because you're working. But but I can't think of any other reason to say, oh, you know, it's, it sounds like a good idea, but the actors are all... <laughs> my God, no. They were all my good friends and continue to be. So that was a no-brainer. I, I was grateful that they came up with it. And even more so now that people still, uh, you know, are interested to hear what we have to say about it 20 years later. And who knows, with the revival of DuckTales coming out pretty soon, maybe another Groove Troop's on the way. Man, you know what? Stranger things have happened, my uh -huh. friend. Yep. I, I am now... 50% of the Ninja Turtles, right? <laughs> I, I was Raphael when you were a kid, did that for eight years, and then there were all sorts of little iterations of Ninja Turtles that this is arguably, well, I, I would say inarguably, one of the top three or four franchises in animation history. Mm -hmm. And um, here I am 25 years later, and now they just got, we just got picked up for our fifth season wow. of the Nickelodeon iteration of, iteration of Ninja Turtles. And now I'm Donatello with a 25-year gap. Um, yeah. And it, I, I listen, uh, if, if somebody told me 10 years ago, guess what, man? You're going to be Donatello in 10 years, and it's going to be a huge hit again, and it's going to be as big or bigger than it's ever been, and 35-year-olds, 10-year-olds are going to be freaked out over turtles again. I'd have said you're crazy. So you're right. It could, it could happen. You never know. Disney uh, has all sorts of groovy things up their sleeve, and they employ me and, and continue to on a regular basis on other shows, and I have nothing but deep admiration for the House of Mouse, I'll tell you. Now, this brings me to another good question. Um, 25 years from now, which turtle would you like to voice next? Oh, I don't really care. <laughs> I, as long as it's another turtle. If I live to be 100, then I can knock all four of them. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Turtles live a long time. I was in Australia <laughs> last year at a, at a personal appearance, and we went out to this... Um, a tortoise sanctuary, and there was a tortoise I encountered who was 140 years old. Wow. That, it was crazy. I've looked back, you know, my God, this, you know, this turtle was born like three years after Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> now, um, Polly Shore also appeared in the Goofy movies. What's it, to be, honestly, right. what's it like working when you see that a non-voiceover actor is going to be joining you for a recording session, are you get, are you sometimes scared? Oh, they, no, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not. You mean scared that that they won't do a good job? Exactly, scared that they'll take more time or they just won't treat it with the respect that you. Oh, need I to. don't care. No, that listen, that, that doesn't matter to me. I'm, I, I, uh, I never met Polly, and as I recall, I don't even know if we worked together on the movie. Often in features, you work by yourself. Okay. And virtually always, you do in video games and TV animation. Um, we're always together. Like today, we recorded Ninja Turtles, and all of us weren't there, but Greg Sykes, who plays Michelangelo, myself, Kevin Richardson is the Shredder, and Josh Peck, who plays Casey Jones, were there. And um, I prefer that, but no, I don't care if they take too long. Or, you know, and, and frankly, you know, my session time is... I'm, I'm booked to be there X amount of hours, and if they can't get it done because an actor's taking too long, then they'll rebook me and pay okay. me again. So okay. I'm, <laughs> no, I have no problem with that. I, yes. uh, and Polly did a great job. And they, they obviously hired Polly to do 
that sort of, hey, what's up, buddy, uh-huh. you know, character that he did. And that's great, man. He made he had a little cult uh, following and created a, um, a character that, that was his sort of mini Pee Wee Herman, you know, that had a, a relatively short shelf life, but hey, put him on the map. Yep, sure did. Good for him. And uh, no, I don't care about that. I These folks at Disney know what they're doing. If they want to hire a guy or a girl for a specific role because it is part of the zeitgeist of the culture, good for them. They know what they're doing. Who am I going to argue? How am I going to argue with the success of Disney? <laughs> and, you know, if they want to hire, you know, my, my, my mail carrier to be the talking jukebox because he's got a unique voice. Hey, man, I, he's not an accomplished actor as far as I know, but that's not my decision. I'm I'm yep. a hired gun and happily to, happy to be there. Um, I don't like it when people are unprofessional, but that usually doesn't come out of them maybe being uh, uh, a little out of their depth. If, if by unprofessional I mean you know rude or show up a little tanked or show up an hour late or that that's you know that stuff bothers me. But as far as they're having trouble trying to figure it out or maybe they're not that accomplished. Uh, in terms of maybe they haven't done as much as work as much work as I have. Well, it's not my project. I didn't hire them, yep. and the same people hired them who hired me. So I'm grateful to be there. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, now, what do you know, or what can you even talk about about the upcoming D23 Expo? What's can you explain anything? What's going on with that goofy panel? I don't know. Um, I know that. Uh, let's see. It's going to be. Uh, I think we're going to do a Q&A after screening of the Goofy movie. And um, Don Hahn, I think, is going to uh, be the uh, uh, host of the, of the Q&A, um, who produced, if I'm not mistaken, Lion King and, gosh, a, a couple of big Disney features. Um, maybe Beauty and the Beast. Forgive me, I'm not sure offhand. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he's going to be the moderator of the panel, and uh, Billy's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Jim Cummings will be there. When I say Billy, of course, the Im- inimitable Goofy himself, Billy Farmer, <laughs> uh, Jason Marsden, and uh, and we will all be there. It'll be great fun, and I will be at D23 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday signing autographs. Sweet. And I believe the other actors will be too. And I've been told by the folks at Disney who invited me that I can and, and should uh, encourage people to bring other things for me to sign that are not necessarily Disney. I'm, I'm grateful that oh. there are people who know, you know, Pinky the Brain and Animaniacs yeah. and the Mask and the Tick and Jimmy Neutron and nice. Ninja Turtles and all that. So you don't just have to have Disney stuff signed. I will have pictures there of all my characters, including Disney-specific characters, but I'm not limited to signing that stuff. So if you guys are Turtle fans or... Yakko fans, or Pinky fans, or Carl Weezer fans, or Ninja Turtle fans, or DJ fans. Come on out. I'll, I'll sign stuff for you. Amazing. Yeah, I'm actually going to be there, and I'm going to bring my... Um, oh, good. Yeah, I have like a like a 10-inch Pinky like action figure I can bring. Have you sign it? Excellent, man. I will be all narcy that you do that. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. I, that was actually going to be one of my questions, if they allowed outside material to come in to be signed. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, well, as, 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 because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't putting people in, a, in an uncomfortable position because I do a lot of personal appearances around the country now, and 
and people as a result of my Twitter, Facebook, and podcast, you know, they know where I'm going to be, and if I promote that I'm going to be at D23, ostensibly to promote uh, a 20th anniversary of the Goofy movie, Goofy movie, I don't want people to, you know, feel like they can't come in and say, wow, I love, you know, Goof Troop, but I also really dig Animaniacs, which is signed my DVD, and I didn't want to put them in an awkward position yeah, where definitely. I had to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. So I, as far as I've been told, uh, I am not, I am not forbidden from signing other stuff that is uh, not Disney-centric. That's great. Um, and uh, I think that they understand, I would presume, that, you know, all of us are freelancers. Billy and Jimmy and I all work for everybody. Yep. And uh, same with Jason. You know, Jimmy and I worked on Tasmania, Bump in the Night, and, and he worked on Turtles. And so we all freelance. We're all over the place. You know, we're not under contract to do one character for one uh, company. Billy is the one who would be the closest to that because he's been doing the voice of Goofy for 30-plus years. Mm. Uh, but even he, as I, I don't believe Willie, Billy is forbidden from doing other gigs. So they understand that we're fortunate that we have a lot of fans who have enjoyed a lot of the work we've done, in my case, over almost 30 years. So I'm very grateful. And uh, and you know what? You don't have to buy anything. You can come on up. If you want to shake hands and say hi, please do. Oh, great. That's amazing to hear. All right, man. That's pretty much all I have. Do you have anything coming up that you want to promote? Well, um... If people are interested in my uh, podcast, they can check it out. It's free. You can find it on iTunes uh, under TV and Film, or you can go to my website, which is Rob Paulson P A U L S E N Live dot com, um, and it's called Talking Tunes T A L K I N apostrophe T W O N S Talking Tunes with Rob Paulson. Um, the last one we did was last Tuesday live at the Improv. I do one on ones in actors' homes with them. We do live ones at the Improv once a month. And, uh, you know, I've done 140 of them or so, a lot of great actors, Billy West, my, uh, Jim Cummings, uh, you know, Jess Harnell, Mark Hamill, Seth Green, Sean Astin, uh, Brad Garrett. You, you know, they've all been on it. E.G. Uh, e. Daly, Billy Farmer, Jason Marsden, all the people we've talked about have been on it. It's fun. It's free. You'll get a kick out of it. My Twitter feed is at Yakko Pinky, Y-A-K-K-O-P-I-N-K-Y. And uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, I think it's Rob Paulson on Instagram. And um, I have a thing where we're f- I'm funding, uh, I'm going to be shooting a pilot of a TV version of my podcast. Um, oh, nice. And we're doing using a funding platform called Patreon, which is kind of fun. So folks who are interested in go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com I think it's forward slash Yakko Pinky um, but if you go to my website or uh, check it out you can or go to Patreon you can find me Yakko Pinky Rob Paulson and so people can for as little as a dollar a month they get access to other podcasts and uh, voicemails that I make for them and things like that so it's kind of cool and we're going to take that and, and fund a uh, a properly shot pilot and see if we can get some permutation of this on television. So uh, who knows? We'll, we'll just see what happens. That would be amazing. I'd love to see that. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. And thank you for talking to yeah, me. Man, it, means, I... uh, it means a lot to me that you're interested. Yeah. But can I get you to, to end the podcast as PJ and maybe Pinky as well? Maybe PJ can, you know, ask Pinky a certain question. Yeah. Hey, Pinky, are you pondering what I'm pondering? 
Well, I think so, PJ, but if Jimmy Crash Conner, and nobody cares, why don't you keep doing it? Yarf. Thanks so much for coming on, Rob. It's been a huge pleasure to have you on. And now it's time for my one-on-one interview with the one and only Jim Cummings. This is the police! We've got the place surrounded, see? You goofs, come out with your hands up! (laughs) You should have seen the look on your face! (laughs) It was a pleasure meeting you for the first time at the expo last week, um... And thank you for signing the Darkwing Duck hat. It's now sitting up on top yep. of my gigantic Darkwing Duck action figure, and it looks great. So thank you for that. Yes, fantastic. I would have recognized that hat anywhere. <laughs> Very that, snappy. Yeah, there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. And that, that panel, that goofy panel, first let me say that I'm not afraid to admit I shed a tear at the end. Oh, Sure. Yeah, well, you were not alone. Yeah. It was great. It was so heartfelt. You know, everyone had a great time, and, and definitely, first of all, hats off to Jen Farmer, also known as Yes, I Am, Mrs. Goofy, uh, <laughs> because uh, she she pulled all that off. She she produced the whole thing, and, wow. uh, you know, it was, it was kind of her baby, you wow. know, and uh, she got together with Don Hahn, and uh, he, he pulled the clips, and... And, of course, he was obviously the narrator, and uh, I just thought it was great. And, and it was all, you know, one thing after another, because Tevin Campbell was uh, trying to reboot or restart, uh, relaunch his career. And so that was a perfect coincidence for him and an uh, opportunity to reconnect with a bunch of fans, for sure, in a great way, because uh, it turned out that, that that video of the Powerline song at the end of the night ended up trending on YouTube. That nice. It was so bodacious. Yeah. Uh, so... You gotta love it, right? I mean, I, I was, I, I liked it. I, I, you know, I forgot how much I liked it. It was twenty years <laughs> is a long time, but uh, it sure came rushing back beautifully. Yeah. I know, as a, as a voice actor yourself, you know, sometimes you don't look back at previous roles and, and see how much a certain character or a certain show really impacted somebody's childhood. Were you kind of surprised with the turnout the panel got? Well, no, you know, in a sense, I I was pleasantly surprised, but not overtly surprised by by virtue of the fact that i i uh you know that that was kind of an evergreen show and we we've talked about this before just recently in other forums that um i think you know there is a, a nostalgia for for shows that had heart and that had uh the characters that you cared about there was one guy that you it was a real eye roller and there was one guy you really were rooting for and another guy that was funny and another girl that was uh you know, uh, incredible, and this that you know, you just cared about the characters. You cared about the what happened to them. You 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 wanted the best for them, and you know, you're always kind of rooting for Goofy because he's the underdog, no matter where he is. <laughs> mm, yep. And yes, he is a dog. Dog on it. <laughs> uh, and uh, and you, you know, and I we were we were joking around the other day uh, at a, at the other uh, at another forum, and they were saying, well, one one of the audience members brought up. He said, well, you know, we like the Disney afternoon shows. We liked uh, the Turtles. We liked Cowboys and Mesa. Just on and on and on. And I and Chippendale Rescue Rangers and Gummy Bears and Tailspin. And the thing is, they they had stories. They had characters you knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you know, twenty years from now, no one. I, it's probably unlikely that people are going to be sitting around going, "Gosh, you know, back when we were kids, uh, you know, it was great to have those, you know, those burp." shows i mean some of those burps were so good and and then oh my gosh and 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 
you know, when they, when they had the uh, booger flinging contest. Yeah. Oh, that see, they don't make good booger cartoons like they used to anymore. <laughs> you know, we're just not going to have that conversation. You know what I mean? I, I can <laughs> like, agree, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a little scatological humor here and there, but I mean, it's just I don't know. It's like shock value for the sake of shocking, rather than incorporating it into a story where it has meaning, you know, yeah, um, just seems like, uh, you know, things are different. And, and, and every generation has said that, you know, since the ancient Romans, but, uh, uh, that doesn't make it untrue. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> so let, let's go back to the, the beginning of goof troop. Let's say, um, Pete is such iconic Disney character. How did you start voicing Pete? How did you get that part? And well, how did you prepare for the role? Well, you know, it was, uh, He's one of those guys that every one of us has all already known. Um, I mean, I, you know, because when you're a little kid and you're coming up, you don't realize that the age of certain cartoons, at least I didn't. And uh, Pete was uh, tied for first place, if you think about it, as the oldest Disney character because he was in Steamboat Willie with yeah. Mickey. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and there's Pete. And he's in that, that same cartoon. So everybody kind of knew him, and uh, I always thought he was kind of cool. He, he always reminded me of one of the, uh, there was a, a series called The Bowery Boys, and there was a policeman who always messed with Laurel and Hardy when I was a little kid. He still is. <laughs> and he always reminded me of Pete, and I thought it, he was having fun because he wasn't a super bad guy, but he was more of an obnoxious, uh, you, you know, goober. And, um, you know, you need that to, because you can't have a true villain you know, with, with Mickey or, or Goofy, you know, you just need someone to give him some guff and some friction. And, and he provided that. And, and, you know, those, those kind of characters are, are a lot of fun to do because they're a little outside They're a, you know, they're not traditional. Mickey's too busy being virtuous and, uh, you know, Goofy's too busy being goofy and, um, you know, they can't provide that sort of friction that it takes. So Pete walks in and he, you know, and he'll, he'll come up and say, you know, you, you remind me. Uh, you remind me to study hard because I don't want to end up like you, there, pal. You know, and he gets these upside down <laughs> compliments, and uh, I, I just love doing them because, uh, you know, he's. Uh, you get to make fun of all the foibles, and I, I remember one time he thought the greatest thing in the world was to crawl out on the roof and goof troop and scare the bejesus out of the the kids while they were. <laughs> I think it was a Halloween show or whatever, yeah. and. And he got chastised by Peg, April Winchell, in the show, and he starts grumbling. He says, well, geez, you know, I, I think a shock to the system is good for the little weasels. It purges their glands that they may grow. You know, <laughs> got all this terrible, you know, philosophies. And, you know, and when he when he says something kind to his son, PJ goes, oh, your daddy's favorite little write-off. You know, there's always something that is for him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's just a kick. You know, it's just so much fun. And what about playing off of Bill Farmer when he's voicing Goofy, when you guys recorded together? What were those sessions like? Oh, it was just a, lo a lot of fun. We, you know, we knew each other so well, and we knew each other's timing, and uh, they were kind of like Hope and Crosby. You know, there was one uh -huh. one guy was a sort of a straight man and a bumbler, and the other guy was a Weisenheimer. And he was a con man, and so that you know that's a potent combo, right there. You know anything goes, and he always pretends to take Goofy under his wing and give him some advice, and he ends up, uh, you know, picking his pocket instead. You know, so it's always <laughs> it's always a fun ride. Yeah. 
It, it, put yourself in, in Pete's shoes for a minute. What would you do if you had a neighbor like Goofy? I'd be Pete. Exactly. No, I would be. <laughs> no it's, uh, well, hopefully you could avoid him enough and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Just build enough, a big enough fence. Yeah, I, I wouldn't let him be, de- I wouldn't engage him to detail my car. There you go. <laughs> you know, Goofy, Goofy's kind of like all three stooges rolled into one. You don't want them to, as a caterer. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, no, no. He's not the guy you say, here, help me. I'm opening up a China shop. Would you like to be my manager? No, just don't do it. Yeah, those are words to live by right there. Let's go back to the Goofy movie panel that just happened last week. We learned that Bill was originally told not to do the Goofy voice when they first started recording. Now, did they have you change anything with the Pete oh, character? Oh, no, that, that, I think that was just a bit of an experiment. Okay. You know, I, I mean, it. I think they wanted to see how how it would come across, you know. Um, and I think with a, a character like that, I, I don't know that it works. Now they, you know, they kind of switched uh, when we finally did Jungle Book Two. We, you know, of course, Phil Harris was was gone anyway. But uh, uh, for instance, in when we did Tailspin, the great Ed Gilbert was uh, who's passed on as well. Yep. But he he was basically doing Phil Harris, who was the original Baloo. Whereas when they went on to do Jungle Book 2, rather than try and get a, another Phil Harris clone to sound just like the, oh, yeah, don't worry, little britches, you know, that, that uh-huh. whole Phil Harris group, they just got John, uh, John Goodman, who's kind of got his own, you know, he's in that neck of the woods anyway, and he definitely doesn't sound like Phil Harris, but at least he sounds like a, you know, he's in the Baloo zone, if you know what I mean. Yep. Whereas uh, Steve Martin, for crying out loud, that, I mean, he's funny, but he's not goofy funny. Yeah. He's more, I don't know, cerebral funny or what have you. But, um, you, you know, I, I, I think that was just like an, an experiment, you know, um, if you will. So, uh, I, you know, and that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's just such a classic character that Goofy's not going to walk out and go, oh, I'm sorry, old boy. Do, uh, I wonder, <laughs> do you have any great poupon that I might? You know, that might be funny for one episode, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he got some, hit in the head. Some bonus features and then, in the DVD. And then he had to turn back into Goofy. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad he did, because that just would not have worked. Yes. No. No. <laughs> now, looking back at Goof Troop and a Goofy movie, what are some of your fondest memories of both of them? Oh, gosh. Well, I can remember, uh, you know... We did a lot of ad-libbing. We did a lot of uh, improv, and, and some of those are the things that uh, that uh, are always fun for me because I like to go off the script. As long as you're still servicing the story and you're propelling it forward and you're not stopping it for a witticism and uh, then to pick up the plot line and move it forward, as long as it incorporates well into the plot, you're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I can remember um, there was a lot of... Uh, decision making going on in the booth and uh at one point i remember jason and bill and i we were over at waves studio and we all just kind of looked at each other and went oh okay you know what okay and then we all just like, sort of laid down on the floor <laughs> and they looked like, where'd they go and i go we're here you know <laughs> we're <laughs> laying down waiting on you guys and it's like oh okay fine sorry we get the hint <laughs> but uh it was just fun you know you you do a, and you do a lot of rewrites and you do a lot of redos and so it, you know, the whole thing was fun. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I remember uh, posing for learning the choreography was fun. I'm kidding. Yes, I'm kidding. Don't worry. Oh, it's a joke. I'm not. We don't dance. 
<laughs> oh, that'd be a shame, man. I want to see. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see some of your moves on stage, at least during the Powerline song. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was just whoop, whooping it up, having a good time. I think we all were. Yeah. Jason was. Jason went crazy. He jumped right. off the stage and ran around. He's getting like a panoramic matrix style. I know. Groove. He I started know. running around. <laughs> yeah, he stood right in front of us. We were like third row back from the, from right, the side. Right, right. He was having a good time. Yeah, no, that was a crazy. Tevin sounded great, didn't he? Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, no, I got goosebumps. And like I said, I shed a tear. So it, it definitely worked. Yeah, amen to that. You're not alone. Me too. You know, I, I I was thinking, oh, Bill, don't put on the hat. Oh, no, he put on the hat. <laughs> but that's a, <laughs> It was in the moment, that's for sure. Yeah, it was sure cool. was. Yep, it worked. <laughs> yes, it did. All right, man, before I let you go, I got a, a message from one of my loyal listeners that their mom is a huge, huge, huge Winnie the Pooh and Tigger fan, and they were wondering if they can get a shout-out for the mom. Sure, what's, who's mom and it's what stuff? L- Leslie B- Bramlett. Leslie Bramlett. Leslie Bramlett. That's, that's okay. the mom. Any relation to Bonnie? Who knows? <laughs> well, here we go. Well, this is a special hello to my dear friend Leslie Bramlett from your children. Apparently, your offsprings are springing off somewhere, and they wanted me to say hello. So, hello, and Leslie, stay sweet as honey forever. Oh, yeah, and don't forget to keep on balancing. Otherwise, it'd be ridiculous. <laughs> Jim, thank you so much for coming on for a second time. And if you guys haven't heard my first interview with him, it was almost three years ago when I first started the podcast. So definitely check that one out. We talk about uh, a ton of his, his career. But now it's time for a double interview. This one I did live behind the scenes at the D23 Expo. It was actually right behind where they were signing autographs. So I didn't keep him too long. I could have, have had him a little bit longer, but I chose not to because people started to line up. So I kind of felt bad that I was taking up their time. So this one's a little shorter, but it's a, a really, really cool interview with Jason Marsden, the voice of Max, and Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy. Enjoy. Definitely. Oh, oh no, I can't. I can't. What? Well, I'm kind of doing something with my dad. Honest? How about tomorrow? Deal. Hey, Maxie, uh, let's play a game. You think of a name, and I'll try and guess who it is. Uh, man or woman? Man, it's a toughie. Walt Disney. Right. (laughs) I'm good at this. So first, I kind of just want to start it out. That X, the panel last night, amazing. What panel are you talking about? I'm not sure. I forgot. (laughs) Yep. No, a Goofy movie panel. A Goofy movie 20th anniversary panel party. I I shed a tear. Yes. During the song at the end. It was, oh my, that was so unexpected. The power line. Yeah. yeah. So you guys had rehearsal yesterday and everything for that? I don't know if no. I'd call it rehearsal. No. <laughs> we actually had never sung it together with the music. Yeah. We went over one time backstage, kind of a cappella, and that was it. Yeah. And Tevin had never sung that publicly yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. That's what Jim Magon told us. And, uh, yeah, so it was really a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of an interview. Wow. And I didn't know you didn't sing in the movie. No, it wasn't me. No, it was Aaron Lohr. Wow. Yep. But he, we righted that wrong after 20 years. Exactly. It was first, right. first time on stage It was fun. It was fun. It. it was a treat to get to actually sing with, yeah. with this guy. Yeah. Now, when you took over the role... Yes. I mean, Dana Hill... I mean... Were you a fan of Goof Troop going into it? Oh, of course. Okay, yeah, I knew I was, you were... I was a fan of Dana's. I mean, yeah, I knew from yeah. uh, Chris, uh, European Vacation. She was an on-camera actor as well, and I used to watch her growing up. I only had the pleasure of meeting her once, 
but I she, and I knew her voice from lots of cartoons. Yeah. And now when you took over, I mean, what was that experience like for you? It was surreal. It was my first. I, th- I believe it was my first animated feature. Really? Yeah. Um, and really getting to. I'd met Bill several times before, but really getting to know you, and then uh, you know, letting it sink in that oh, well, now I'm part of like, I guess Disney history or Disney lineage, you know, in a way. Um, and it was uh, it was long. I wouldn't even say hard work. It was all fun. I would show up to work every day and work with Billy or, or Rob Paulson and. Uh, Pauly Shore. Uh, it was wonderfully directed by Kevin Lima. It was a great experience. It felt like family. It's, it's nostalgic to be here now and celebrate it after 20 years. Yeah, that's crazy. And Bill, was it really your for Goof Troop? Was Goof yeah. Troop one of your first major roles? It was my first television series. Uh, first, uh, actually, well, I'd done a lot of commercials and a few television shows before that, but it's the first series that I did. And especially coming into uh, a series like that as the title character and working with the likes of, you know, Jim Cummings and Rob Paulson and April Winchell and Frank Welker and Nancy Cartwright and everybody else. I mean, that was like, wow, putting me in the hot yeah, seat. It was I mean, a little intimidating, but uh, they look, were great. Look at Rob right there. He's, he's intimidating in person. He is. He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> Extremely difficult to talk to. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, a little, I, little yeah. standoffish, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> I know, no. Once you get him uh, get him alone, he, he calms down a little Pull bit. a performance out of Paulson. That's what they always say. Yeah. It's so hard to. Now, if they were to continue any storyline of Goof Troop or another Goofy movie, where would you like to see the characters? Well, we were talking about that earlier, and I think it's about time for Max to become a dad. Yeah, sure. and, yeah, yeah. You know, a Goofy could be a granddad. And Maybe kind of Goofy getting married. Yeah, it's about time. Yeah. He hadn't had a wife in ever, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know where Max came from, really. They no. never answered no, it. No, they did. Maybe we could answer that, you know. You the mystery could, yeah. of Goofy's wife. Yeah. What do you guys think happened to Goofy's wife, personally? Um, Personally, I think it was Jessica Rabbit before Roger. You know, I can see that. She likes that. she likes that's people that make her laugh. Makes perfect sense. That, yes. <laughs> and it also answers like Max's affection for redheads. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. I, I think like we got a plot right here. Problem and solved. So now we're just going to need a cameo from Roger in the next Goofy yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it later on. Maybe we we'll go come to his up with the whole story <laughs> of a, a new movie. Yeah. yeah. What would you like to see? Oh man. Yeah, no, I love you guys, your thoughts on Max growing up. I, I totally agree with that. Maybe Max could have, like, triplets or, like, a whole litter. Of, oh, uh, my gosh, you know, right? Uh, have to leave, leave him with the Leave grandpa. him with granddad and then all the yeah. comedy ensues yeah. from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check him out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.